Awilo Lungumba saying Carolina. Oh, I was dancing. What a way to kick start this Monday evening show. Late night conversations. Yeah, thank you. AKA DJ and content producer of the show, Benzita Records. So what a song, what a song. I'm sure you are also sweating there. My name is Patricia Ntuli and we are the A-Team. Welcome to it. We took you straight to the DRC and uh, De Beers in Middleburg uh, in Pumalanga says, wow, Patricia, what music uh, from uh, the DRC things and yeah definitely great music to start the show off with we're going to be having a great time today greg close is in the newsroom he'll join us at 11 o'clock phineas and daba is a technical producer so he's uh, touching here and there making sure that the show runs us smoothly we'll be talking legal conversations with gabriella kebel who's going to be talking to us about the duty of child support who is responsible we're not talking about uh, the government's responsibility or um, of, of giving child grants no we're talking about paternal maternal responsibilities and all the way down to the grandparents and possibly aunts and uncles, who should be maintaining a child who is under the age of 18. That's our first conversation. Followed by that, our social conversation, Basil Manuel from Neptosa is going to be joining us, talking about the teacher and education support personnel that are being vaccinated, how the vaccination is currently going. Is there a warm reception around the vaccination around South Africa? And um, have there been any side effects noted from those who are vaccinated? What is the feel on the ground? That's what Basil is going to be talking to us about around uh, 20 to 11. After 11, since it's a Monday, we go into our Clairvoyant Media Mondays with our spiritual master coach, Ida Kutsia, and uh, she'll give an opportunity for you as an A-teamer to get your reading done. All she needs is your name, your surname, and your date of birth. And you can ask her a question related to your personal life, love life, finances, health, spiritual life, career, whatever it may be. And she'll be able to draw from her wealth of knowledge as a spiritual master coach and her uh, cards and she'll be able to tell you what to expect or what to avoid. The number to dial to interact with us is 011-714-2006. Um, or you can SMS 41391. Remember, the SMS is a charge at 150. WhatsApps go to 0614104107. Remember, we are on Twitter at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. And Uli. Use the hashtag SAFMLNC on DSTV Channel 814. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest on our legal conversation, Gabriella Kebel, who is a senior candidate attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated. Thank you very much for joining us, Gabriella. Good evening. Evening, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. We are talking about the duty of uh, child support and who should be responsible. Now, talk to us about what the law says around um, child maintenance on its own. Well, with with child maintenance, you know, we, we generally look in at scenarios where um, the parents are most likely no longer together. Um, they either separated, divorced, or, or they're simply just not living together anymore. And that's often the situations that give rise to um, the requirements by one of the parents, normally the parent that's that's not living with the child, to essentially support um, for the financial needs of the children. And a lot of the times, you know, just depending on each um, each situation, 
you could have uh, agreements that essentially govern um, and regulate, you know, the, the maintenance amounts that would be paid through to the custodian parent, the parent that's essentially looking after the child. Um, but a lot of the times you also find that one of the parents, they just give a lot of hassle with that. Um, and that is when a parent will approach the maintenance court or an attorney at least to assist them with obtaining a maintenance order um, just to ensure that, you know, they, they do get that financial support from the other parent. Now, there's a notion that it's usually uh, the father who needs to pay maintenance. What if the roles are reversed? Does the father get to get maintenance if they are um, looking after the children day to day so they are living with the child? Yes, definitely. Um, the law doesn't discriminate, you know, with regards to whether it's the mother or the father. It's essentially the custodian parent, so the parent that is seen to the day-to-day needs of the child. So if that is the father, um, although, you know, a lot of people think it's very rare, it actually happens quite often where it's the father that's looking after the child. And the father is entitled, um, or has the same rights at least, uh, as to mothers, to approach the courts to get financial support. You know, sometimes I ask myself, how is maintenance um, calculated, especially when there's a mother and a father who are both alive? Uh, What does the court take into consideration? Is it the cost uh, that are associated with the child? And how are they then split between two parents who both have an income? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of us uh, struggle with that because often we think that, you know, it has to be 50-50. Um, but that's not the case. Most often you'll find that there are specifically three factors that the, the court will take into consideration when calculating the amount of child support. The first um, and the most important is obviously the needs of the child. So what expenses would be incurred on a monthly basis for the child, such as you know your food, your clothing, um, school fees, uh, medical costs. The usual expenses for the child, um, and that is reasonable as well, in accordance with the, the standard of living of, of the child. So you have to be realistic when looking at that. Um, and then the court will look further at the joint income and expenses. So both parents will need to produce evidence of their income as well as their monthly expenses, um, just to see, you know, because often you'll have maybe one that's earning significantly more than the other. Um, But that's not the only thing that's taken into consideration with income and expenses, because they may be earning more, but the expenses are more as well. So once you've had a look at the income and expenses, calculated that difference and what each parent is uh, left with after deductions, um, you then calculate, okay, the ratio at which they would then split it up between each parent to say, okay, maybe it's 70-30 or 60-40. Um, in some cases, it could be 50-50 as well. A-team, as we're talking child maintenance, I'd love to hear from you. What uh, um, experiences have you had? I know a lot of uh, fathers have cried foul that the courts don't support them, but it's very clear that the law says that maintenance uh, is the onus of both parents and not just the one. So please do call in and interact with us on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 4139 one. We are talking to Gabriella um, Cable, who is a senior candidate attorney at Schumann Law.
Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. So, Gabriela, let's say one of the parents has passed on. What then happens when it comes to maintenance? Who must fit the bill of the half that the parent that has passed on was, um, you know, contributing towards the child's upkeep? So, you know, often um, you, you're looking at, and, and each case is very different, right? So if you cannot financially support your child on, on your own and the other parent has unfortunately passed on, um, or even if they are unable to pay, so they may not even be passed on, they just simply cannot afford the maintenance, you are entitled under South African law to um, seek uh, remedies against the, the grandparents. So if it's the maternal, the, grand, uh, the paternal grandparents, um, you are able to approach the court and essentially do an inquiry into their finances. And if they are of the means to um, provide some financial support, they are then obligated to do so in terms of our law. Mm-mm. I don't want to be a grandparent. I <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be a grandparent. Okay, but that means that if um, the um, father or the mother has passed on, then the parent that is living can then go and claim um, with the yes. grandparents. And And what if the grandparents can't afford that percentage? What will then happen? Very, very tricky one, very interesting one. Um, they can actually claim from siblings. So it's, I know there's a lot of people that are probably quite shocked um, hearing that. But, you know, if, um, it's, it's similar to, you know, when someone passes away and you're dealing with the estate as a whole. So if you've now tried to claim maintenance from the parent and the parent cannot or the parent is um, deceased, and you've tried claims from the grandparents, you can then go next in line and the siblings. But this one is much, much more complicated um, in order to get a court to, to grant that order because you essentially need to prove that the situation is so dire that you now need to claim from the siblings. Um, it means that they really don't have anything. They are in desperate need of financial assistance. And in those instances, you can then possibly approach the court. Um, but I would suggest that, you know, if you are considering um, cl- having a claim against against your siblings, then, you know, definitely speak to an attorney first. And just something to note on this as well, Patricia, is it's not only the parent that would need to claim as well. So a lot of the times you may have children who are underage or even over the age of 18 but just not um, self-sufficient and they don't have any parents to support them. And if they have an older sibling, they can claim against that sibling as well. Aunts and uncles, beware. I'm breathing a sigh of relief because my siblings don't have children yet. And uh, I'm not going to be waiting for any claims anytime soon. Sure. It, it can be very tricky, right? And it does make sense to a certain extent because in, in the African proverb, a child is raised by a village. It's not just their parents. So it makes sense that we say we are the family. So let's all contribute towards this child's upkeep. But when it has to come to a point where we go to the courts to make sure that the child's upkeep is met, then it becomes very sticky, Gabriella. Exactly. It's 
it's one of those processes where there's so much in emotions involved as well. So it's not just the court process itself that's sticky, but it's just very costly on, on all parties involved. Let me go to an ATM on the line, France. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm great. And good evening to your guest, uh, Gabriela. Thank you. Uh, I just want to find out something. Um, what does the law say if two, I mean, uh, parents have separated and there's a child involved and uh, the mother has moved uh, to another province? And um, for the father to see the child, there's only one place that the mother agrees for the father to come, which is uh, her parents' place. And um, except that he's denied to see the child or even spend time with the child at a neutral venue. So what does the law say to that? Because it seems as if they are only forcing fathers to pay maintenance, irrespective of whether you see or you don't see the child. I just want to find out from uh, Gabriela, what does the law say about it? And the mother um, has a choice to take the child without talking to the father to any kind of uh, preschool or crash. Um, I mean, even they didn't even discuss uh, the, the finance. I mean, how much is going to be paid and all those kinds of things. And the father is forced just to pay because the child has been taken to a certain school. I'll listen to the radio. Thanks, Franz. Uh, Gabriella, could you respond? Yeah, that's firstly, sorry to hear that that's happening. Um, just to answer your question, you know, first and foremost, um, and I know it sounds a bit harsh to say, but uh, at the end of the day, pain maintenance does not entitle you to to access or visitation to your child. But that is something that you can approach the courts for, for assistance. So if the mother is the primary custodian of the child and she's essentially denying any access at this point in time, I suggest that you um, approach an attorney for some assistance or approach the, the children's court itself just to get some guidance and assistance there and possibly... Um, entering into some sort of parenting plan as well that would govern your your access and your visitation rights because you do have those rights while the mother at this point um, might not be obligated to give you that access I definitely suggest that you approach the courts to ensure that they order that she does so Um, but again that is just circumstantial it's based on on each person's different circumstances and that's why it's best that you seek some advice for that um, you know, Gabriella, there are instances where, well, this situation where a father who was still in marriage with the wife, but they were in separation for whatever reason, decided to go to the courts because the wife left and she was the one earning an income in the household and she left the children because they had a squabble or whatever it was. And then he went to the courts to claim maintenance for himself and his children, despite the fact that him and his wife are still married, but she had just left for separation for um, whatever reasons that they had. In cases like this, does the court really, you know, back the the parent that's left with the children, even though they they, they are are not um, divorced as yet? Sure. <laughs> that's that's a tricky one. Um, you know, it's a lot of the times you've got these these ongoing divorce proceedings and I mean in that instance they haven't probably instituted that yet. But I think in terms of interim orders, um and again just you know, like maybe what um type of 
marriage system that they, they are under, you know, if it's in community or out of community. Um, there are ways to, to get some advice just with regards to their next steps and possibly some sort of financial support in the interim. But that's something that, you know, the court will obviously take into consideration, especially if the wife was the main breadwinner. Hey, my breadwinner always in trouble. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so Dion in Cape Town says, in the event a parent receives very bad treatment from a maintenance court, can a high court be approached directly for ordinary substitution or discharge applications? Um, that, I think if you were possibly going to appeal that that um, ruling in the maintenance court, but you could also just first see what internal remedies or at least what court processes are available to you at magistrate's court, and then by all means thereafter you can appeal that and, and move forward to the high court. The high court does also have jurisdiction over the children's interests as well. Let me go so to, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so that is definitely an option that is available to you. But where do you report bad, um, you know, service from a maintenance court? Well, if it's the maintenance, so it depends if it's the maintenance officer or the magistrate itself that's presiding over the matter. With the maintenance officers, um, you can obviously just have those discussions with the court and, you know, the chief registrars as well of the court. Um, you could possibly have a different maintenance officer if, the investigation has warranted that, you know, there has been some unfairness or, or bias there. Um, but other than that, you would need to do essentially applications um, just to review the matter. Let's go to some of our A-teamers' uh, voice notes. Hi. My mother was maintaining my brother's kid. Um, it was a relatively low amount, rent, but that was like uh, transport money for me for almost three weeks. But my mother was earning far less uh, than my father, so they were not uh, together anymore. So I just wonder um, how it went to her, because had it gone to my father, the child um, would have gotten more. And like seeing him now, knowing that he was only maintained uh, at 300 a month, it's, it's, it hurts. Sure. Um, can you weigh on this, uh, Gabriella? Yeah, that's that's a really sad one. And unfortunately, it's the reality for a lot of people. Um, and that is why, you know, we urge everyone to approach the courts and approach um, the maintenance courts and the maintenance offices just to get some assistance and guidance to ensure that, you know, their rights are enforced. And, you know, in situations like this, where you can actually get um, additional support and, you know, there's no unfairness that's, that's taking place. Because a lot of the times, you know, we often find that this is the case because we haven't gone the legal route. We've tried to keep it in-house. We've tried to sort things out um, essentially on our own. And unfortunately, you know, there's so much more that's available to us that we can get out of, out of the situation as well. Um, but yeah, I just I urge you, I urge everyone that's listening, if you are having any issues with with child support, to approach the courts, approach someone for legal advice as well, just to to get the guidance that is needed. Gabriella, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Could you kindly give us uh, contact details for uh, Skuman Law Incorporated?
Thank you, Patricia. Um, you can contact us on 021-425-5604, or you can pop us a WhatsApp message on 071-687-0378. Thank you for joining us. Have a very good evening. You too. Thank you. It's uh, 31 minutes after 10. At uh, 11 o'clock, we're going to be talking news with uh, with uh, Greg Kroos. And straight after that, it will be Clairvoyant Media Mondays with Ida Kutsia. For now, let's uh, have a lovely song that will set a mood. But straight after that, we go to social conversation.